Stu is here to talk to you about your hair. Yes, if you're starting to lose it. Uh, how much time do you, I don't know, uh, do you spend every second worrying about it? A few minutes, an hour a day? I mean, as it starts going away, that's all you think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're worrying about hair loss uh, and there's a lot of drama that you don't need in your life, especially uh, when you can have a solution, you got to try Keeps. Keeps offers doctor-recommended, doctor FDA-approved hair treatments, and it has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And that's because they, you know, know what they're doing. They use the generic versions. You pay like half the cost. And best of all, you can do everything online. All you do is answer a few easy questions, snap a couple of pictures of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your information and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Stop it before it starts going away. Uh, it's all shipped to your door. And if you have any questions along the way, you can message your Keeps doctor 24-7 and track your progress. Get started with a special discount. Go to Keeps.com, K-E-E-P-S.com slash save. Get 50% off your first order at Keeps.com slash save, K-E-E-P-S.com slash save. We start the radio program here in just seconds with a special guest, Pat Gray. And just a minute. Really, you should say something good about the show. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Today is all about you. Today I've cleared everything out of the show and made space for your phone call. I want to hear what you are feeling, what you're thinking, what you're worrying about. How is inflation hitting you and your family? I want to hear the voice of the American people today. Too often uh, the media we know is wrapped up in themselves and i want to make sure we're not the same time for you to voice your concerns or the things that are happening that are good that we might be missing as well 888-727-BECK 888-727-BECK we go to the phones in 60 seconds the glenn beck program every christmas eve a thief shows up at my house in the middle of the night Lands on the roof, shimmies down the chimney while everybody's asleep, and he's in. Yeah, sure, he leaves a bunch of presents for my family and me, but I get mostly socks and flashlights. So what's it? What's in it for me? I mean, really. In previous years, all he's ever done was take milk and cookies. And I let it go for some strange reason. Well, this year, he can take my milk and cookies. Come on, fat man, let's dance! Because I have built bars. And if you touch my built bars, fat man, it's time. If you haven't tried built bars yet, you're missing out. They're made 100% real chocolate. They taste like a candy bar. They're also high in protein and fiber, yet low in fat and carbs. I've tasted protein bars before. They suck. Built bars are completely different. They don't suck. They are actually really good. They do taste like a candy bar. So if you want some of the chocolate pleasure 
without any of the guilt, built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and get 15% off your order right now. Use promo code BEC15 for 15% off at built.com. Pat Gray is uh, joining us just for a quick second because he knows something about inflation because he has a cookie company called Kexi Cookies. And uh, they are they are heavy in, let's say, butter. Uh, <laughs> you could say that. You could say that. You could they say that. They have some butter in them. Yeah, you don't want to eat them while outside because it could congeal in in your bloodstream and that would not be good uh but uh i wanted to talk to you about uh what are you seeing in inflation uh a lot of inflation (laughs) uh on uh, virtually everything every ingredient has gone way up and for the first you know it's been going on for like a year Mm -hmm. or more and so for a long time we we just ate it Mm -hmm. we just ate the difference but eventually you, you have can't. to raise your price. Have and you th- raised your price? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I know that kills you. Yeah, it uh, it hurts. Um, but then we we raise the price to include shipping, though. And shipping is probably, it's one of the most expensive aspects of yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Uh, but the ing- between the ingredients and the shipping, uh, it's, inflation really hurts. Really hurts. When butter goes up, when sugar goes up, when eggs go up, all that stuff goes was, into the cookies. I was telling uh, uh, Stu, I went into a Costco and I picked up five steaks, you know, just a pack of, of five steaks. Mm-hmm. They were $80. Yeah. 80 Yeah, I know. I was I like, know. what are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. I we, mean, it's real. They are becoming golden calves again. <laughs> <laughs> we get, we usually, we have a tradition that on Christmas Eve, we buy one of those steak roasts. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a rib oh, steak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah. And usually they're a lot. But this year, they're, I don't know, $300 or something. Oh, my gosh. So we're just, I mean, we're, we're going to get, um, Kibbles and bits this year. I, for, for seriously, <laughs> I mean, Christmas Eve. I can afford, you know, inflation yeah uh yeah and even i backed away i mean i don't yeah, know how the much. average person Mm-mm. is having meat right now yeah it's one yeah. of those things too even if you can afford it it's a value proposition right like do i really want to spend 80 dollars on five steaks no. like even if you can afford the 80 dollars, it just to. seems insane especially mm-hmm. if i mean you better know you're going to eat them you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. or just oh, yeah. put them in the freezer because sometimes well, why you know, else are you buying steaks well because sometimes you'll <laughs> think i'm gonna go out you know i'm gonna i'm gonna have a steak on monday or whatever mm-hmm. and then something comes up and then we don't have time to cook or <laughs> yeah. we're going someplace and then you forget about it and by the end of the week you're like uh the steaks are brown can we eat that still <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. now it's like if you're getting meat you better damn eat that meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. And then you couple that with the gas prices, and I don't know how. How are you getting to work? Uh, how pe- are people getting to work? I, I don't know. Do you see that they're they're um, oh, uh, releasing more oil f- uh, from the yeah, uh, energy from the oil reserves? Yeah. That, that is, it. First of all, it didn't work the first time. It's right. not going to work this time. And no. when are you going to refill it? Um, guys, Usually we never. refill when it comes down in price. It's yeah. not coming down in price. I, I, I love these people who just are pretending that this is meat and any kind of oil based product 
is never coming back down as long as these people are in charge. You guys are so out of touch. Oh, really? So out of touch. I mean, listen to you. (laughs) Listen to this. You have gas prices. Pete Buttigieg. Uh, in, on cut six here, kind of walks us through oh. how you should deal with gas prices. Okay, oh, all right. It's nice and easy. Cut six. Now there's talk about the Build Back Better Act, which is the quote-unquote uh, human infrastructure. Are there things in that legislation that's uh, now being cobbled together that is important to you as the Secretary of Transportation? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Obviously, most of the physical infrastructure work uh, Mm -hmm. was contemplated in the bill that was just signed, but there is more envisioned in the Build Back Better law. I'll give you one example. It contains incentives to make it more affordable to buy an electric vehicle, up to a $12,500 discount, in effect, for families Mm -hmm. thinking about getting an EV. Uh, Families that once they own that electric vehicle will never have to worry about gas prices again see <laughs> just wow. buy so a six-figure an electric car 125 thousand dollar tesla yeah and minus 14.5 or 12.5 oh, right. right okay so okay. you get it for 108 thousand right now so right. 108 thousand dollars that's that is the average family car yeah and then you, you just have to drive it 108 thousand miles <laughs> if it's a dollar per gallon you might right. be saving because you still have to pay for the electricity and of course that's going up too yeah but if you go through all of that mm-hmm. i mean in, in, well, a, in a matter of multiple decades you're going to make your money back. I see. People don't understand that. You know, they're too yeah, they're simple dumb. minded. They're dumb. Too simple minded. Mm-hmm. You know, you say that energy is going up. The electricity mm-hmm. price is going up. But is it really once we get rid of, you know, all of the coal mm. electricity and all of the electricity? No, it's going to be way cheaper once we get rid of that. It is? Are you sure? Coal. Okay. Pretty sure. All yeah, right. I'm pretty sure that's how it I, works. I thought the Build Back Better bill... <laughs> Seemed like a scam to control everyone and to impoverish everyone. <laughs> but yeah. you don't, you're not thinking that that's no. what that... No. No, that's okay. not what that's well, about. There are no. ways to make... Sure. Are solar panels and wind energy a lot more expensive than something like coal or natural uh-huh. gas? Yes. And do they yes. work as well? Yes. No. no. Of course they last not. No, no one's saying that. No, no one's getting as much energy that. out of it? No. But what if we pass another multi-trillion dollar bill that just takes money from people who are producing the economy... Mm-hmm. And give it to people who would rather use that electricity. So we get the same or a more deficient product, but for just a little bit more money rather than a lot more. That is how you solve oh. a problem in this mm-hmm. country. Just subsidize the worse option. <laughs> You're talking common sense in Washington. <laughs> yes. You are. Thank you. I mean, a lot yeah, of people in Washington, D.C. are going, right? He gets right. it. Right. He Finally. Gets it. Yeah. Somebody on conservative radio saying the truth. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, have you heard about uh, the new Jack from Twitter? Oh, the new CEO. Yeah, the new CEO. We're going to talk about him coming up in a little while. He's fantastic. He's good. Yeah, yeah he's, he's fantastic. Good. Have you gone to Twitter today? I have not. No. Okay, you go to Twitter because if you go to Twitter today, you'll see right at the top, uh, they want you to know, hey, those things that the new guy in charge here said... Mm-hmm. Uh, those are taken out of context. He meant that as a joke. Oh, yeah. It's what, what's happening. An old tweet from Parag Agrawal. Is that his I name? love him. Uh, is a quote from a television show, and it's a satirical, satirical take on stereotypes, journalist report. Mm-hmm. Journalist, oh. Journalists <clears throat> report. Oh. As part of a panel on The Daily huh. Show from uh-huh. October 26, uh-huh. 2010. Uh-huh. If you, Which is why he didn't quote that it was from that, uh, because he was just joking around. 
And yeah. what was supposed to be evident to all of us. And I'm so glad to see they're setting the standard uh, that when somebody says something as a joke, it's immediately at the top of everyone's Twitter feed. <laughs> yes. Hey, we want you to know this was a joke. <laughs> I think that is that's a good standard. Yeah, that's a good standard. It really is. Uh, Again, also, like you don't have to quote every joke that happens on The Daily Show. You pick the one you really like and you think is really funny. Right. So when he said, if they are if they are not going to make a distinction between Muslims and extremists, then why should I distinguish between white people and racists? He thought that really That's connected really with him. Yeah, that, Even if it's not his line. Right. You don't quote lines. Still, what a great line. Yeah. He thought it was That's hilarious. Thinking. And actually, if you look at it from the other side of the aisle, if mm-hmm. you will, yeah, yeah. into fantasy land, crazy land, stupid land, really. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at that, that's a valid point. If you're not going to separate a Muslim from terrorists, which we always, always do. have, always do. Uh, why should you expect anyone to say, well, a white person isn't a racist? That, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's not even funny. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. But what he's saying it, how he's saying it is that all white people will never, ever give Muslims a break. And so why don't mm-hmm. we just say that all white people, which is not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like a good point to me. I, I will I will admit. <laughs> no, it's it's not one. It's not one that is gleefully said right. out loud yeah. right. in public. Yes. But if, from their point of view, it is right. So how he's offending, really, honestly, by saying that was a joke, he's offending everybody on the left. Because everybody on the left would go, yeah, yeah, all white people do stereotype Muslims. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're all Neanderthals. It is back from 2010, though, or maybe we made the distinction that some white people could not be racist. You know, back in those days, it was possible for someone with white skin to not have negative characteristics assigned to them, which, those by the way, is the, the definition ages. of racism. Those That's were weird. the dark ages, yeah. though. We mm-hmm. now know that all white people are all racist. Yeah. yeah. That's that not, but that's not racist. No. What you just said. No, no. When you identify someone mm-hmm. by skin color with negative mm-hmm. characteristics, that's mm-hmm. not racism. Right. Just so we are clear, that is, I guess, the, the old school definition of racism. Oh, by the way, the guy who is in charge of the... Um, uh, the CRT classes and all of the, you know, all of the curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. In um, in Virginia. Got a new gig. New gig in Houston. Mm. Yeah. In the Houston school district. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And he's oh, going good. to be uh, good. Uh, he's going to be uh, making sure that Houston is full of equity now. Oh, that's good to hear. So that's wonderful. People don't might not mm. know that uh, who are in Houston Oops, have I said that out loud? You did say it out loud. You should probably check into this uh, if you're in Houston because they got rid of him in Virginia and he got a new job in Houston, Texas. At a bigger school district. Isn't that great? Yay! Yay! (laughs) Let's see what the Houston parents do. All right, back in just a second. Omaha Steaks. During this time of inflation with meat prices being what they are, it is easy to imagine having to scale back on the big holiday meals. But before you go carving out the Christmas corn dog, which, you know, you maybe take out uh, and, you know, the, the uh, computer and look at Omaha steaks. I mean, who doesn't love a Christmas corn dog? Sure. 
First of all, every food item from Omaha Steaks is really good. Their steaks, which are aged to perfection, are amazing. Juicy and fork tender, exactly what you're looking for in a steak. And they're affordable, especially when you take advantage of the current special offer. If you go to omahasteaks.com and you enter the promo code BECK in the search bar, you can order the perfect gift package. $99.99. You're going to get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more when you use the promo code BECK. You'll get it for $99.99, but you'll also get an additional eight Omaha steak burgers free with that order. We've all heard reports about the shortages and the shipping delays, so please put your order in today at omahasteaks.com. Get free, eight free burgers. When entering the promo code back, achieve gifting greatness. With Omaha Steaks, incredible flavor, incredible value, 100% guarantee. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So today is your day. I want to hear from you at 888-727-BECK. How are you dealing with inflation? What are we missing? What, are, what, are, what views that you have or concerns that you have are not being covered by the mainstream corporate media or even us. What is it that you're feeling that we might be missing? Van in South Carolina. Welcome, Van. Uh, hi, Mr. Beck. I didn't believe I'd be talking to you one day. Uh, hey, first off, I want to say thank you. Uh, 15 years ago, I didn't care about politics. I was living my life and, uh, I was raised in D.C. My parents were Democrats. Anyway, long story short, Glenn, uh, thank you and your team because I started listening to you guys. I started paying attention. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, I'm in a way sorry. <laughs> no, and also you make me laugh. Some of the other guys, I get, like, so depressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys. <laughs> we try. If Glenn anyway. is the uplifting part of your life, you're in trouble, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a lot in common with Glenn. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm a, I was a loser for a long time. I still uh, am, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I do. No. Unfortunately, <laughs> the, I do. The drinking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I Got it. Uh, yeah, but as far as the culture goes and the media, I don't watch television. I just listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really, I'm worried for my grandkids. I got 11, 12 year old grand in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I just, I'm just so uh, I, I, uh, worried about what they're going to have to deal with. Because, you know, I could, I could handle the commies and all that. They're kids, man. Yeah. I'm worried about their kids. Well, and I, I also just want to go, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just, uh, I want to thank you again. I mean, you're the one. All these other guys, it was you I started listening to. Well, and uh, I just wanted to thank you. Thank I, you. I can't believe I got through. <laughs> I, Van, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, when it comes to the kids, there is something happening with this. You have to remember, this is um, a cycle that we go through every 80 years and you can track it all the way back to Mesopotamia. Uh, there is an 80 year pendulum swing and we are at the same place that we were at in the 1930s and forties. And that is the we generation and the we generation uh, is either really, really evil 
Um, because you can't really, when it's a me generation, when it's all just me, myself, and I, there's nobody that wants to join any groups because it's me, 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 me. And it's bad because it's selfish, but it's safer than the we. Because if you convince the people that they all have to act as a collective, uh, you can convince them to be a collective and turn out the heroes of World War II or turn out the dark side of World War II. Those were both collective movements. We're at that zenith in 2024, 2025 is the pendulum starts to come back, uh, but it'll take 40 years to get, you know, back to the middle. It is um, it's it's a tough road, but these kids are the hero generation. And I think we need to a educate them, make sure that they know American history. And that is really hard, really hard. And they are so far behind the eight ball. We were having a Thanksgiving dinner and uh, just asked the kids what they learned about the pilgrims in school. Nothing, nothing. You know, Columbus is bad. The pilgrims are bad, but nothing else. Um, I had some uh, nieces that uh, came back with us and I took them through our museum here and showed them things they couldn't. And, and this is not unusual in in England. Only 25 percent of people can identify Winston Churchill. I say the name Winston Churchill and people still don't know who Winston Churchill is. There is no chance of American survival if all you know is the name and the picture of Abraham Lincoln and the picture of George Washington, but you don't know any of the stories, there's no chance of survival. They are hungry to learn it. So you have a responsibility to uh, educate them. But again, they're coming out different. They're coming out different. Some of them, especially this latest generation that is uh, in their teens and early 20s, there's a fire to them. And uh, they are the hero generation. I believe they're going to be the ones that fight it. But we should also recognize that they're coming out uh, really tolerant, really, really tolerant of a lot of stuff and the older generation my generation might worry about that but let's not dismiss god has a reason and a purpose for everything and everyone this is the glenn Beck program American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey, so guess what happened over the weekend? Yeah, sure, Friday, they were really bad stock uh, news. And then mortgage rates over the weekend actually dropped. If you own a home and you're paying a percentage, even in the threes, you need to take some time out of your busy day and call American Financing. They're saying that interest rates are going to go up next year. I don't know if they can afford to make that happen. I really don't. You need to take every just a little bit of your time 
and lock in a lower rate for not only your mortgage, but also for your credit cards. You could save hundreds of dollars every month, maybe as much as $1,000 a month. You could even skip the January mortgage payment, even your February one. Create extra bonus savings going into the new year. The economy is messy. Get your financial house in order. Call American Financing now. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is FAUCILIVE to save 25 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. We, uh, we're just talking about the worries that all of us have about our children and our grandchildren growing up uh, and how radical the schools have become. If you're not teaching history, and, and I have news for you, this is really hard. Um, it is, you know, people will come up and say to my kids, oh, I bet you know everything about American history because your dad. No, I'm their dad. I'm their dad. They listen to me as much as your kids listen to you. You're their dad, right? So you say it. We were, at, we, we were watching some movie. I don't remember what it was. We were watching some movie, and maybe it was about World War II or something, and they said, oh, Dad, look at that. Isn't that cool? Can you imagine? And I said, yeah, it's been in my office since before you were born they're like what the movie one no the real one (laughs) and they have looked at it i've talked to them about it and they were like wait wait a minute wait no interest no interest before Mm -hmm. but because they saw it in a movie Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden it's important and it's really hard i don't know how to I don't know how to do it. I've done my best. I don't know how to do it. What is the transition year of this? Because, you know, my kids are still at the point where they want to listen. They want to hang out with me. They want to listen to the things that I say. They're interested in the things that I want to do with them. And then at some point that turns into the opposite, right? Like the last person they want to listen to is you. What year, what age does that occur? I think it's about anywhere between 12 and 14. Okay. So uh, I, my, my son's 10. So I've got a couple of years. You got a couple maybe. of years. Maybe. You got a couple of years. And then, you know, I'm very fortunate, but my wife is now starting to see, you know, with both of them, mm-hmm. they're not listening to her. They're listening to me. Okay. You know so what it I mean? goes back and forth. Maybe. It goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. And you might both lose them. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For a while. Uh, and you just keep your fingers crossed they're going to come back they're going to they're going to oh, totally yeah they're, they're going to come, come back, back. and yeah. they do and they do they right? usually do i mean as a teenager you have your issues with your parents and then Correct. as you get older that's natural right you get it, older you get to that point where you can yeah it, come back and understand what was going on it pushes you out of the nest yes okay 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 all right so but, that'll just i can you can use that to justify so i lots of things lots for a long th- time exactly mm-hmm. right thank you so there is a there is a problem and I can't tell you I know how to solve it because I can talk to other people's kids and other people's kids. Let's switch kids. That's all we have to do. Mm. Let's switch kids because I can talk to other people's kids and they will be interested and they'll listen to 
with my kids, it's like dad's telling another old story. So how do you teach them? I don't know. But let me give you some tools. These should be under the Christmas tree at every person's house that is within in earshot of me right now. If you want to teach your kids the truth about American history, the first two books are by David Barton. The American Story. This is a history book that in very short chapters tells all of the important stories in American history. And it's it's easy to read and it gets you just the basic understanding of the basic high points of history. You can go and delve in. But even in a two page story about the pilgrims, you'll learn more than in all of the other history books that they're reading in school. So that's called the American story. Now, that's usually true with with the Barton family because they talk so fast. They yes. actually say more details than anyone else. Exactly. But this is a exactly. book. This so is a book. It's just yeah. packed with real good information. Really good information. Mm-hmm. The other one he published a long time ago, it's called American History in Black and White. If you happen to be black or white, um, it's a really good book that shows you the history um, of the black American heroes all the way back. And what the truth is on how we got to where we are now. The other book I've talked about for years, uh, and it is essential reading for every family and it's called the 5,000 year leap how did the world jump after 5,000 years of nothing but fire how did we go from fire in 1776 to the light bulb space travel and now talking about AI how did we do that what happened America happened And it explains how we were set up and the principles behind the American experiment and idea. Uh, Anybody also for a book list, anybody who is an adult and really wants to understand what's going on in the world. The Great Reset is my new book. It comes out in January, but I would order it now. Uh, And. Um, the Tuttle Twins. Now, I want you to know this is a sponsor, but I'm not doing a paid commercial. I could easily leave them out, but I really believe in these books. The Tuttle Twins books are really, really good, and that goes for young kids, teenagers, even adults. They have different books, different levels of, uh, of maturity, and they take on things like The Road to Serfdom. Most of us are not going to read The Road to Serfdom. Most of us are, are not going to read the law or Leviathan. So this is an easy way to learn these things, these, the adventures of these kids. They teach them all of the principles in all of the most important books that created America. Uh, and they teach the free market system and crony capitalism and why that's bad. Uh, all of it you can find in the Tuttle Twins books. So one more time, let me give them to you. The American Story and American History in a Black and White. Those are both by David Barton. The 5,000-Year Leap. Look for the one that has my foreword on it, but either is fine, but I, I worry about what's online now. Uh, the Great Reset. That one is by me. And the Tuttle Twins books. 
You can find them at TuttleTwins.com slash Beck. And should you get the, uh, is it easier to just buy the summary of The Great Reset? <laughs> if you kind of get that, it's going to be a lot faster. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I've read it uh, myself. Have you? And it's, it's it's really well done. Okay, it seemed like it was all computer generated. It may be. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's probably going to make more sense than what you wrote. Right. Uh, no, actually, be, be, you do be careful if you're buying The Great Reset because there are fraudulent copies up there on Amazon that say, the summary of The Great Reset by Glenn Beck by some other author. Yeah. It's uh, not so, me. So, yeah, be careful when be you're Be really, really yeah, careful when you're buying, when you're buying it. it. Um, okay. Let me go to... Uh, uh, let me go in jo- to Joe in Georgia. Hello, Joe. Hi, Glenn. It's pleasure to be on here. Thank you, sir. I hey, uh, just want to talk about the inflation a little bit. Uh, first of all, um, we got to fire everybody, everybody in Washington, D.C. I mean, for inflation doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It, it comes on after years and years of bad money management, and that's what we've had in D.C. And until we start firing people and re- making them realize they work for us, I mean, it's not going to fix anything before the pandemic. I know it ain't all the pandemic's fault, but my wife was paying one hundred fifty dollars for groceries. Now we're averaging two to two twenty every Jeez. week. And it's it's. it's How are you handling that, Joe? I, I make good money. My wife makes good money, but we're not like everybody. I mean, we we've kind of survived the pandemic because we got jobs that you know afford us to work from home and do other stuff. But when you've got people that run bills that aren't standalone bills, we need to start running standalone bills. Do you want to do infrastructure? Do infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You want to do prison reform? Do prison reform. Quit packing full of pork and stop printing more money. I mean, th- I'll give you an analogy. When I was a kid, I used to watch the Three Stooges. And I know you probably didn't think the Three Stooges were going to come to this conversation. <laughs> but there's an episode on there where Curly accidentally shoots a hole in the boat. So he pulls out the drill and starts to drill another hole. And Mo goes, why are you drilling another hole? To let the water out. <laughs> we're, just, we're just throwing more money at a problem and we're creating more problems yeah you can't just keep throwing money at a problem and expect it to go away and democrats are probably the worst about doing that they think we need a government program for everything our free market will set itself and will let us uh survive this if we'll just let it and get out of the way problem so, is we don't want to get out of the way exactly right joe you thank you for your call the the important thing to learn from this and you just hit it at the end they're not looking to uh, let the water out. They are actually drilling holes because they want more water to come in. Unlike the Three Stooges, where they were just dopes, that excuse can't be had anymore. Um, everything that is being done. Did you know in the Build Back Better bill, what is it, six million illegal aliens are going to be nationalized? Six million. That means six million can now access welfare, can access uh, health care, et cetera, et cetera. We just added six million people. Okay, fine. But as you stated, that's in the Build Back Better bill. You want to do reform of immigration, do reform of immigration. They're not interested in doing that. This is human infrastructure. Bullcrap. This is the infrastructure to control. There's still a chance that that Build Back Better bill does not pass in the Senate. But you've got to call your senators. I mean, it's down to Joe Manchin and Cinema. You've got to call your senators and say, please do everything you can. Do not let this bill pass in any shape or form. 
I don't care if it doesn't cost a dollar. In any shape or form, this bill cannot pass. And you do see occasionally these things work. I mean, an example from this week where someone we talked about uh, was there. She was going for the uh, she was from the Soviet Union. She I can't think of her name off the top of my head. You talked about her yeah, 20 yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was blocked by moderate senators. She was going for the banking. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's her yeah, name? I can't um, think. That's uh, driving yeah, crazy. She, former Soviet Union. She was going for the comptroller of the the um, treasury. And uh, there were five senators that were that blocked her nomination. That happened last week. That was a really, really good sign. Five Democrat senators, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, All of uh, the Republicans. Amarova. Yeah. yeah. All the Republicans voted against her. Five Senate. And, and I will tell you that I got a uh, email from a senator who I alerted early on. And he said, can't be true. And then he did his homework. And a few minutes later, he wrote back and said, oh, my gosh, it is true. And he contacted a Democrat and said, you can't you can't stand for this. You can't. And he educated that Democrat and that Democrat educated the other Democrats. It was just alerting the senator a friendly. This is what really is happening here. And there are Democrats that can and will see the light. And you've got to reach out to them. Because right now, you know, Manchin is saying, I'm just, I'm, I want it less than 1.5. I don't want, I don't care if it, if it has zero cost to it. I mean, legitimately, there's like nothing in there that costs a dime. It cannot pass. This infrastructure bill is a cage. It is the key to start the machine of the Great Reset and cannot be passed. Back in a minute. All right. Uh, it's the Christmas season already. It's here now. Uh, get ready. It means time for gift giving, parties with friends and family, and of course, Looking years younger and getting compliments everywhere you go. Thanks to GenuCell, the best in skincare. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at GenuCell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. You'll see those drooping eyelids, forehead wrinkles, uh, pesky bags and puffiness. Even the sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's classic collection. You might be a skeptic here. It's understandable. Uh, but if you if you are... Immediate effects uh, with GenuCell. You're going to see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. And you're also guaranteed to get your GenuCell in time for the holidays. If you're looking for a great gift, this is the way to go. Every product made here in the USA. You'll also get a complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. Chamonix world-class microdermabrasion treatment cleanser and toner make perfect stocking suffers as well don't wait christmas is around the corner go to genucell.com enter the special promo code beck 35 get an additional 35 bucks off every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping go to genucell.com it's g-e-n-u-c-e-l.com this is the glenn beck program Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. We only, we only touched on this for a second here, but it's worth reiterating that this audience is single-handedly responsible for blocking this 
cr- wild uh, nominee for a comptroller of the currency. She wanted to uh, end all banking, all banking as we know it, and make it one bank, the Bank of the Federal Reserve. I still think that is happening because that's their goal. But she came out and said it. She was educated in the Soviet Union. She never really distanced herself from the Soviet Union. Um, She was a frightening nominee. Yeah. And... You know, we know the behind the scenes stories of this one, and we know that this audience is basically single handedly responsible for it. And and what's and and look, part of me is inspired by that. Right. Like, you know, you in particular, Glenn, were all over this and, and did the research on it and and the audience was alerted to it. And this changed. But what happens if you happen to be looking at a different news story that day? What happens if you happen to be distracted by you know, okay. a new deal at Taco Bell and you just didn't happen to read it. <laughs> Thank you for the pressure. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> just it. Just don't miss any stories okay, ever. That's all. Here's the thing. Please continue <laughs> to do what you're doing as an audience. Um, as Stu said, we know the inside scoop. This audience is the audience that made the difference in blocking that nomination. No questions asked. So please call your senators today about the Build Back Better uh, bill and say, I don't care how low the cost is, you've got to make sure it doesn't pass. And it's a good reminder, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code Fauci lied. Uh, If you want this stuff to continue, we could definitely use your help. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Let me tell you about Build Bar. Holidays are here. Did you gain any weight? Uh, I, I just losing the COVID weight. Uh, and then now I've put a little bit of, now the Thanksgiving is here. Yeah. Obviously you go the other direction for a while. Yeah. And then of course, you know, then there's of course, obviously Christmas. I know. And, and I, then, and, well, New Year's. I, <laughs> and then you just a few weeks from the Super Bowl, which obviously, and then you have the, the well, you know, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. That's a big one. That's a huge one. When's flag all Day? All the job. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it just never stops. There's an excuse all the time. All the time. Here's one thing that you can do. Amazingly, low calorie, low in sugar, low in net carbs, mm. low in fat, low in sleep, quite honestly, with me. Amazingly, also low in calories. Uh, this is something that you will love. It's a candy bar. They call it a protein bar, but I think it's a candy bar. It is a built bar. Uh, go and have your chocolate, have your sweets without any of the guilt. Mint brownie, cookies and cream, double chocolate, raspberry chocolate, peanut butter brownie. They're great. Built.com. Use the promo code BUILT15 and get 15% off your order. Promo code BECK15. Built.com. Today is your day. I want to talk to you on the phones. What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? How is how's the gas price affecting your life? 
How are the price of groceries, inflation, affecting your life? And I want to share a story with you from uh, one of my new employees that we just hired. Uh, she came in today and she said, you know, we found this great house, blah, blah, blah. She was outbid by $75,000. $75,000. Now, who does that? Oh, I'll tell you who does that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Winter can really put a freeze on your finances when it comes to expensive car repairs, and this is the time when cars break down, either in the fall, going into winter, or coming out of winter into the spring. When your car breaks down, uh, what do you do? What do you do? You brace yourself for impact and open up your wallet, usually. The good news is taking care of a covered repair with Car Shields Administrator is really easy. They handle all the paperwork, all the expensive payments, so you don't have to. Car Shield could help you save thousands of dollars. They have helped me save thousands of dollars on my old trucks that don't have warranties. Car Shield, best defense against costly repairs that could put a deep freeze on your plans and your finances. Visit carshield.com slash back. That's carshield.com slash back. Save 10%. Carshield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. I'm going to start with you on the phone. We're going to North Carolina and Matt. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. Glenn, I just wanted to say that I, uh, I run a small shed shop that is turned into a kind of a small home company. Um, now we're not quite there completely, but I've, I've done everything from modulars in between. And when I mean modulars, I mean climate controlled stick built 50 year homes. But as far as construction, I've watched it. I think right now we're about six, $7, a two by four. I mean, it's gone up. It was up to $14 at one point. Now it's come back down. I own one franchise by the way that I bought with my combat pay from one of my last deployments. Hmm. And, um, so I run my own, own show here. I'm kind of more of the pointer dog at this point and work in the sales side. But I've watched this inflation, and I've been trying to figure out what to do for homeless vets mm. because we've got one of the highest per capita homeless vets in uh, North America here outside of Asheville, North Carolina, where we've got one of the better VAs. So anyways, long story short, I got into the small home thing because I was asked every week, what does it take to turn one of these into a tiny home, these sheds? And I had to tell people, no, you can't do that. Don't tell me you're going to live in it or I can't sell it to you. Now, I'm personally in a in a combat infantry vet i don't think the government should tell you what you can and can't do on your own property but that's a whole nother conversation right um the uh the thing that i wanted to bring up here is this the small home thing is here to stay um it's no longer a trend and i, and I don't mean tiny home when you say tiny home inspectors get upset because you're usually having to get a lot of stamps to approve the code but uh, we did our demographic test and looking at how many people are, are, are making money and what are they making. And I looked at the millennials and I looked at baby boomers and all that. And we still have, you know, what over 75 percent of the money is controlled by the baby boomers. But they only make up what, like 75 million mm-hmm. like that. Now there's 96 million mm-hmm. baby boomers in the market. And a lot of them are still living with mom and dad. And so me being a, a millennial myself, just I'm a grandpa millennial. Um the the world of trying to figure out how do you do this i got three kids you know i never got political until i started having kids it's amazing how that happens but, yeah it is um 
<laughs> but no, the, the reality is this has got to be something that we figure out because housing prices have gone through the roof and Asheville area is one of the most sought after for retirement. We got all these people. We have, I mean, tens of thousands of people have moved here from New York and from Florida and from all over mm. just trying to get out of the big cities. Um, but also to retire here because we're close to the mountains and, and right in the mountains really. And so I'm just watching this and trying to figure out what do we do, you know, as far as sustainable living. And I think one of the best things you can do is get out of debt. I mean, we sold uh, our house downsized, lived in a fifth wheel for a whole year so that we could get out of debt and built a, a house that we just finished. That's half the size of what we originally had. It's only 1300 square feet. So, but the thing is, it's doable, and I just want to employ the audience. Getting out of debt is one of the biggest things that you can do um, because of what's coming. And most people aren't waking up or they're too comfortable not, not thinking about, oh, I can't sell this house because I've had it for 100 years in the family or whatever. But I just I see the handwriting on the wall, and I really appreciate you articulating it the way you have over the last year and, and throwing the, the stats and the facts out there and letting people realize – we're not returning to normal. Lumber prices have not come back down. And, um, you know, this new normal, unfortunately, we're going to change. The pendulum swings, yes, but it's going to change. And the damage is done. I don't know if it's going to be undoable as far as the market. And we're poised for another 2008. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched. More than that. As a millennial, we, we, we watched the baby boomers lose, you know, a lot of my friends, older friends lose um, big time in the market or in the real estate world. And um, we're not willing as millennials to do that. And we kind of value things a little bit differently. So it's weird when we were doing the floor plans to do the surveys and to see that, you know, baby boomers like the big, big rooms with, you know, a double bath off there. And, you know, my crowd would rather have a small living space and a huge entertainment area. I mean, it's just different priorities across the board. Well, um, but seeing what we make. Matt, you are, absolutely on the right track you are really well informed uh i thank you for your your phone call you i mean that is the best message you could give people right now couple things one get out of debt if you can um getting out of debt my grandfather always said the people who made money in the depression are the ones who had money in the depression because most people just didn't have any money. And so the people who survived were the ones that could afford to buy things um, at dirt cheap prices. Um, And people were happy to sell them at dirt cheap prices because they didn't have anything and they needed the money. But there is something different uh, as well. We are living Um, We have lived for the last 20 years or so in what will be regarded as our own kind of roaring 20s. The houses that I see um, that are built here in Texas, uh, and they've been built this way for really 10 years, 20 years. These giant, giant homes. uh, I will tell you that I think that that is the great Gadsby home of the future. That is those areas that have those big homes. I think they are going to be kind of a little like um, the Newport, Rhode Island homes. They're just not going to be, 
they're going to be set apart as some as a time period. The home itself is completely changing. If you have a home with a formal dining room and a formal living room, that's a thing of the past because he's right. People don't we're not living that way. We haven't lived that way since the practically the turn of last century. But that's when the homes were designed and everything is changing. And he's right again. People that are younger do not want these big homes. So when you have people my age downsizing because all their kids are gone and everything else, we downsize. Who are we going to sell those homes to? Because those big homes, the ones that are up and coming, don't want those big homes. It is changing, and it's changing rapidly. I was telling Stu during the break that um, uh, this week the podcast is with Andrew Yang, and I just recorded it yesterday, and he's fascinating. Now, he was the guy who ran for um, president as a Democrat. I don't know why. He's not really a Democrat. I mean, he he grew up a Democrat, but uh, he doesn't believe in big government. He does believe in things like UBI. But we talked about that in the podcast. Universal he, basic income. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody gets $1,000 every month. A check for $1,000 every month. Uh, and you cut all other services. Okay? Just everybody gets a check for $1,000 a month. He, I don't agree with that. Um, however, we agree on the problem. And very few people... <sighs> I'm trying to think of another way of saying this because I know I've said it before and I just I wish people would listen. Very few people truly understand what we are on the threshold of. We are on the threshold right now. We are in it. I asked Andrew, are we in it right now? The the Industrial Revolution, which changed us from a a community of people that worked farms with our horses to the life that we have today. That industrial revolution took about a hundred years to fully flip and think of the changes. If you were in, let's say 1850, just at the beginning of the industrial revolution and you're in 1850 and in a 10 year period, 1860 by the civil war, All of the changes that happened from 1850 to 1950 happened by 1860. Earth-shaking. 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 People would be lost. They wouldn't know how to survive. They wouldn't know what to do. They wouldn't, they barely understand the machines that they were to operate. That is exactly what is happening right now. And I've been telling you that the Industrial Revolution, that 100-year period, is going to be compressed into a 10-year period, and you're not going to like it. And people are going to be—the upheaval is, is going to be remarkable. And uh, I talked to Andrew Yang about it, and he said, you're exactly right. And I said, I think, we st- well, I think we're at the, end, the beginning of this. I think we're in that 10-year period. And he said, yes, we are. And he again expressed kind of this frustration that I just expressed. How do we get people to, to, to understand this? Because if you don't understand 
the technology of tomorrow, if you don't understand AI and at least AGI, you don't understand what they're actually working on for robotics, you have no idea what's coming. I mean, he brought up the uh, call centers. Anybody working a call center? Google now has your call center and it will be better than a human. Have you ever have you done yet a computerized call center? I feel like I have yeah. maybe I I mean it's tough because I go back and forth on this cuz some of the stuff is so bad. I mean I, they can't recognize what you're saying. Yeah. They you know some but of some it, of it is really it's getting good. a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Um so call centers he said that he said that right now Google has call center technology that will cut all of those call center jobs. And he said, that's ready right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, it's really good. All of our jobs are going to be uh, at stake. This upheaval is happening and it's going to happen in the banking sector. It's ha- this is what build back better is really all about. But they're not telling you what they're telling you is. We have a golden opportunity to change the world. And so we're going to do it by 2030. Hmm. In a 10-year period. And in 10 years, you won't own anything and you'll like it. Hmm. How do you get a country and a whole Western culture that is based on ownership? How do you change that in a 10-year period? massive, massive upheaval. Now, I want to I'm going to take a quick break and then I want to come back and I want to tie this back to the original statement about buying a home. You're trying to buy a home. You're trying to sell your home. Well, if you're trying to buy a home right now, especially in a place like Texas, which one of my new employees is, she can't find one. Because she was just outbid by $75,000. You know, you're used to, you know, okay, I'll give you $5,000 more. I'll give you $3,000 more. No, this this person, quote unquote, came in with $75,000 over the asking price. Well, they're out. Who does that? Build back better. I'll tell you in 60 seconds. LifeLock. Cybercriminals are people, too. They are. They just want to see presents under their Christmas tree this year, too. I mean, you have a problem with that? Why are you such a hater? They just want to use your money to buy them. I mean, you have so much, you probably don't even, you don't even know what to do with all of it. But cybercriminals do. Every, every day, we put our information at risk on the Internet, especially this time of year. When you are buying things online... You are opening yourself up to all kinds of trouble. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours, yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK for 25% off. Do it now. 10 seconds, station ID. Now, here's something new that is happening. 
almost one in every five U.S. homes sold in the third quarter of this year was purchased by an investor entity rather than an individual that is looking to live in or rent out the residence. Think of that. One in every five homes that have been sold are going to a big investment firm. Investors bought more than 90,000 homes, totaling more than $63 billion, representing 18% of all homes sold in the quarter. The numbers broke all records. Increasing home prices fueled by intense housing shortage have created opportunities for investors to reap big profits. These same factors have pushed more Americans to rent which also creates opportunities for investors because investors typically turn their homes they purchase into rentals and now can charge higher rents. Rent for single-family homes surged by more than 10% in 12 months through September, the fastest annual rent inflation in 16 years. Nearly 77% of all homes were bought in an all-cash transaction. 77% purchased in an all-cash transaction. That's not your average person. And these investment firms, like BlackRock, are going in and buying entire neighborhoods. They are the people that come in and say, I'll give you $75,000 over the asking price. I don't care. I don't, I don't want to play around. We'll just buy it. And they'll pay these exorbitant costs. Now, that doesn't make any sense. We're at the top of a market. Why would investment firms think that they are going to just be able to make money on on paying something $75,000 over the asking price? What is it they know that you don't know? They know, as the Great Reset states, that in, by 2030, you will own nothing. And you'll like it. You'll rent. Well, that implies someone owns something, and you're paying Mr. Potter in the end to live in Pottersville. This is exactly what happened in It's a Wonderful Life. That was the choice is the big guy who has money is he going to come in and swoop in when there's problems and buy up everything and then make them rental houses or make these people enslaved to him for profit that's exactly what's happening and it's all happening in the name of equity but i don't think it means the same kind of equity they think It's money equity. This is the Great Reset. So now how do we solve this? (laughs) We ask Americans to do what I think is damn near the impossible. Because if somebody comes in and offers $75,000 for your house, $75,000 over asking price, are you going to say no? Most likely, no. Most likely, you'll be like $75,000. That changes everything for us. But the only way to stop this is to not sell to these big investors. You have to send the money or you have to send the message. 
No, I actually care about the little people, not you, who's just gobbling up my whole town. No. It's going to be hard. But literally, I have an employee that cannot find a house within any sane uh, distance from our studios. Cannot find a house to buy. Because they're all being gobbled up. There's a problem. If we leave the little people behind, you know, the normal people, we don't have a very safe and secure country anymore. We have to try to convince each other and hold each other's hands. We're in this together. Don't grab for the cash. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Cyber Monday was yesterday, but Blinds.com is still running amazing sales. Uh, I'm officially calling this the most amazing window treatments from Blinds.com Tuesday. I know it's a little clunky, um, but it kind of goes with Good News Tuesday. Uh, So here it is. Blinds.com. During one of the best sales of the year, they will make it easy and affordable to make your home improvements that you're going to enjoy every single day. You can upgrade one room or the whole house. Huge savings on premium blinds and stylish shades, interior shutters, and a whole lot more going on right now at Blinds.com. Save up to 45% off everything, plus premium doorbusters and additional savings off your entire order going on right now. It's Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Go there now. Big savings this Tuesday, today, Blinds.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. You can save 25 bucks off your subscription if you use the promo code FAUCHILIED. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let's go to Matthew in South Carolina. Hello, Matthew. Hello. Hey, how are you? Take off speakerphone so I can hear you better. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm fine. How are you, Glenn? I am good. I, first off, cannot believe I'm talking to the man, the myth, the legend, well, Dr. Glenn Beck. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> noticing. I worked many, many years on that doctorate. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I can. I appreciate that. Yes. I'm a college-educated man myself. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. All yes. right. I started listening to your show oh about six years ago, I guess, on a regular basis, and um, I guess it was that was the beginning of the education system there for me. Uh, and then I also listened to the great Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. right after you. And now that we have this empty vacuum of Rush being gone. I listen to you primarily now, and uh, a lot of your predictions, a lot of what other people say, oh, that's crazy conspiracy crap, is actually true. I'm seeing it happen. And I know. Through the Trump, all through the Trump years, I'm seeing things in a different way now. It's almost like a, a veil has been lifted, mm-hmm. and I see it. And if I hear something on regular news, I'm, I always ask the question, What's in it for them? Mm -hmm. What's really going on? Mm -hmm. So with your uh, Dr. Fauci's 
special that you had uh, a week ago. I, you know, uh, first off, you were right about Google. I looked on Google. I just typed in Glenn Beck, and usually Google would bring in every one of your shows on there, mm-hmm. except for that one. Mm-hmm. And I'm scrambling around looking, looking, looking. I'm like, well, maybe it's in the blaze. So I typed in the blaze. And there, about, oh, 10, 15 shows back, in mixed in with all these other different years, there it was. Yeah. So I watched it, and I thought, you know, you said, oh, this is going to be shocking. This is going to be surprising. Actually, it wasn't. I, I, I already been thinking that's what's been going on all mm. along. Yeah, I think that we might have all felt that way, but to then see here is the proof. And the proof is so easy to verify and so easy to get. Um, and the fact that not one mainstream corporate media has done any of this work is um, still shocking, still shocking, uh, at least to me. Uh, I, I don't know when I'm going to stop being shocked by, <sighs> you know, President Trump said, and I didn't like it when he said this, um, the press is the enemy of the people. But when it comes to this, he was right. He was right. It is the enemy of all free people, the republic. It is, you know, the, the, the new head of Twitter. He doesn't believe in the First Amendment. He doesn't believe the First Amendment applies to Twitter or, you know, fine, whatever. But he really, truly comes from a place to where he thinks he knows better than everybody else. By the way, we're going to pine for the days of Jack. This guy's a nightmare. This guy's a real nightmare. And he actually believes that people are cattle, that they are just not smart enough. They're not educated enough. They're not whatever. Well, partially that's true because we've just trusted that the system would keep us safe and that we're going to be fine. No. No, we're not going to be fine because we didn't pay attention. Thieves have come in and they are stealing everything this country has. This is the biggest transfer of wealth in all of global history. And the good news is we are waking up. We are waking up. You know, uh, let me put it this way. Let me set a scenario for you. Americans have lost loved ones uh, in a war that turned out to be ambiguous at best and regretful in follow through. Right. We've had an epidemic that is terrifying people closing churches, schools, businesses. People are walking around in masks. The economy is taking a terrifying turn. Militant um, radicalism is on the rise. No one trusts their neighbors anymore. And America has become unrecognizable to its citizens. And all people want for is the things for things to go back to normal. Would you say that's a good description of today? Because that's not what I'm describing. What I'm describing 
is not America 2021. That is the America at the end of Woodrow Wilson's presidency. That's America 99 years ago. This is when America voted for an end to the progressive era, at least for a time being. If you've listened to me for more than six years, you had to endure my Woodrow Wilson is an <laughs> evil son of a that phase. It's a fun era. It was a fun era where everybody was like, why are you harping on Woodrow Wilson? I'm like, because if you understand Woodrow Wilson, you understand where we're going. And I have to say that we are in the same potentially we are in the same place. Because let me tell you what happened in 1920 and beyond. Americans were disillusioned with the Wilson presidency. They had just gone through the League of Nations where they wanted one world government. And Americans were like, wait a minute, what? I'm not giving rights away to some other country and some globalist group. No. And Americans wanted a change. They wanted the government to get out. And change presented itself in the form of a wildly un unremembered yet extremely popular in his time presidential candidate, Warren G. Harding. Where Wilson had promised voters a perfectly orchestrated society from the top down, Harding promised to be a business-oriented Republican and campaigned with a slogan, a return to normalcy. By the way, after World War II and a decade, over a decade of progressive things that were happening under FDR, do you know what the winning slogan was from the Republicans? Had enough yet? He said, America's present, our present need is not heroics, but healing. Not nostrums, but normalcy. Not revolution, but restoration. Not surgery, but serenity. After the activism of Theodore Roosevelt and the just out of control arrogance of Wilson, Harding was a simple, bland, and absolute perfect guy to be president. He won in a landslide. And you know who replaced him? Silent Cal. Harding. Harding cut taxes and spending by 50% in his first year. Then he followed it the next year with a 50% 50, 50 reduction of that budget and those taxes in the next year. Silent Cal, my favorite story of him, Calvin Coolidge was sitting at a, uh, at a dinner at the White House. And the guy sitting next to him was one of the big reporters of the day. And he said, um, my editor bet me, I said, I can get you to say more than two words in a row. I think it was maybe three words, it was three words in a row. And um, Coolidge looked at him and said, you lose. This guy was not somebody who was out in front of the public all the time. We don't want that. 
I don't want to think about the president. I don't want to think about Washington. I want to think about what I want to think about. Americans made a comeback in the 1920s. We roared back the roaring 20s. Then we slipped again. Then we came back. We slipped again. We came back again. In this way, our nation is a pendulum swinging from one extreme to the other, often with a sweet yet short respite of balance between the two. But it is the balance between the two that we should strive for, not the extremes. The world was bleak for Americans after Woodrow Wilson was done. I can't imagine that they could actually see a comeback from that. Remember, Wilson had actually paid neighbors to spy on neighbors. How were you going to repair that? That incredible distrust. People were paid by the federal government to go through their neighbor's mail and read it and let Washington know what was going on. History is a really great place to just sit back when everything is on fire, just to sit back and read history and learn from history. Because you could go, holy cow, I can't believe we survived that. So, I mean, we did survive that. And worse, we survived the Civil War and came back with the American century. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. This is going to be the toughest time period for Americans to recover. But I still believe in America. I still believe in the American people. I still know that this audience is going to play a big role in saving America. I don't know what form that takes and probably not a very grand form. It's just probably... Millions of Americans doing exactly what they're supposed to do. And being a source of light and goodness and truth. It can happen. And if we look back at history, it seems probable that it will happen. Things have been really bad before and we worked our way out. Things are not really bad yet but they're going to be read history, hang on to the framework of hope because we are Americans and we will make it through this again. American financing NMLS one eight, two, three, three, four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right. Here's a message that came in from uh, Diana who wanted to let us know about her experience with American financing. She said, I work with Cindy. She guided me through the entire process from getting qualified for a loan to the closing date. She was attentive. Uh, I got a weekly update. Can you imagine? I, I, I haven't done business with anybody that gives me a weekly update on things <laughs> have you i'm always Not calling going, where is this yeah, right. where are we in the process 
If you can get them on the phone at it, all. Exactly right. Diana says, I'd, I'd 100% recommend American financing to anybody who's looking to refinance or get a new loan. Thank you, American financing. When you pick up that phone and call American financing, you're making a decision that will positively affect you and your family's whole lives. They're a family-owned business. They work for you and not the bank. There's no pressure, no upfront fees. No hidden fees, just the best when it comes to helping you run your finances. Go to American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, let me take Rich in Virginia. Hello, Rich. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi, Glenn. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I have called this show so many times and never gotten through. Wow. Well, thank you for trying again. Uh, I've been listening to you for more than 10 years. Well, thank you, too. Me, too. I've listened my whole life. Oh, my gosh. You must be so sick of it. Well, they have to pay me a lot of money to listen to this. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. I do it for free because I enjoy it. Um, Hey, I, I'm in the kind of the behind the scenes business of real estate. What really scares me the most, and boy, you were speaking my language just a little while ago here, is just the, the evaporation of the, the American dream that goes with owning real estate. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I admit that I, I, I'm part of the problem, and I've made a living doing this for you know quite a few years, but yeah. um, you know, that, that, that it's not just me that affects, you know, my, I, I would love to be able to own enough land to be able to leave that to my kids when I, when I'm gone. And I just, you know, I just don't see that happening for yeah, the I majority don't. of the American people. I, I have to and, tell you, I, I am, I am out of the ordinary American box. Um, but I don't think I'm going to be able to leave a lot of land for my kids. And I have a lot of land. I don't think the government is going to allow anyone through taxes to really leave very much of anything to their family. And we, we, I think what to be clear, too, we're not vilifying people who invest in homes. I mean, that's not, no, no, that's no. not the point of this. I mean, and there, there are a lot of companies who are coming in you know, and doing things that are totally out of the norms of the market. We're not talking about a person who buys and sells homes. There's a lot of people who do that. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with you know, making a profit. There's there's no problem with that. We just have to make sure that we're understanding where these things are going, how they're working and what effects they have. Yeah, we're all of our strengths are being used against us right now. And that's the real problem. Our strength is we're a capitalist society. Uh, Our weakness is we're a capitalist society. And so people with um, ill intent, uh, those who are very, very greedy. And in this case, those who are in bed with the government and a global government know exactly what's on the horizon and they've left everybody out so you don't know about it and so they're playing a completely different game you have to understand that game by the way if you want to understand it the best handbook out there is the great reset buy it on amazon now glenn beck the great reset the glenn beck program thank you so much I might do two hours. You know, let's do two hours within this one hour. I think that's really. Yeah, they they deserve, the people deserve it.
what what we'll do is we'll talk over each other. We'll each do individual hours on different topics at you the same time. You do it in time. the right channel. I'll do it in the left channel. Right. So if you are in your car, you can turn it to the left and hear Glenn. And if you turn it to the right, you'll hear me. Right. And we'll just kind of, maybe we can even go back and forth. You can listen to a little bit of, maybe I'll talk Chris Cuomo. Glenn will talk uh, economic apocalypse. We'll just go back and forth. Right. And then, you know, right. that way you're so getting two shows right. for the price of one, two which shows. is zero. You will get... He, he, this is the this is probably the most exciting podcast development ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, two shows, one on the left channel and uh, the other show on the right channel. And uh, just uh, engineers just make that happen. Uh, local stations. Yeah. We'll send you the full audio all together. You guys yeah, just, you separate just separate it at the local it. level. Yeah. Don't worry about it. No big deal. AM stereo. It was huge. Yeah, it was huge it back was in huge the day. It was huge back in the day. <laughs> Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, today, we've really been concentrating on your thoughts, your phone calls, 888-727-BECK. The things that you want to talk about, the things that are happening in your life or the questions that you might have on topics that uh, maybe we've hit on or didn't hit on. Things that you think are really important. I really want to hear from you on how um, inflation is impacting your family. Have you really felt it yet? More is coming. Hey, the Fed just came out and said, you know that transitory inflation? It's going to be with us through 2022. High inflation through 2022. But in a transitory fashion, right? Oh, of course it'll end okay. at some point. Yeah, sure. At sure. least until 2022. Right. Could be 2023, 24. You don't know. But Anything that ends technically could be called transitory. May I just point out that life, life itself is oh, wow. pretty much transitory. That is deep. So, that is deep. Thank you. Well, you get it from me. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm a doctor. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay. Gosh, I have a sponsor to tell you about, but I can't tell you everything I know because it will spoil the surprise. But uh, mm. I want to talk to you a little bit about legacy box tell us what you know about legacy box i mean they don't you don't you don't think your audience deserves to know why well, no why, i think what, this they is haven't personal. done a lot for you i think this is a christmas thing that is very very personal hmm so you're, you're just going to deny the knowledge to the people <sighs> is basically what you're saying that's an interesting here's, position for someone to take here's, wow. here's what I, <laughs> he's admitting it here's what i would like you to do <laughs> put the christmas music on uh, and uh, and get a legacy box and start going through your pictures with your family, your pictures, your videotapes, the film maybe that you still have, the slides that you have, and put them in the legacy box and send it in and have them change that into a digital format, something that will last. I was in uh, Sally's Pizza last week. Oh, New Haven? Oh, so oh good. Gosh. I mean, there's nothing like New Haven pizza. Shut up, Chicago. Shut up, New York. Yeah, no, it's it true. Is, New Haven's the best. It's the best pizza. Uh, and uh, so I was in there, and they have, you know a good Italian restaurant when they have a picture of Frank on the wall. 
Yes. They have a picture of Frank. You're okay. <laughs> only good places can get pictures of Frank Sinatra. Yeah, right. Uh, now, here's the, here's the thing. Sally's had a picture of not only uh, Frank, but also another picture of Dean, one of Sammy Davis, mm. and one of, uh, what was his name? Laughlin? What was his name? The, you know, the fourth one in the rack, Pat, that nobody ever knows. <laughs> but it was with... The guy who started Sally's, all of them in there. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was, you're like, I am okay. completely <laughs> safe in here. <laughs> but I was looking at those pictures and I'm like, those things are gone. Another 10 years, they are gone because they're the original photos and they're fading so badly. I wanted to tell them, you really should sit down with Legacy Box. But I knew they wouldn't listen to me. They're making pizza. Legacy Box, their Cyber Week sale is here, and they're giving you the best deal of the year. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Beck for an incredible 65% off any size legal uh, Legacy Box. That's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. You can, by the way, give the empty box to a loved one for them to do. You don't have to use it right away. Just buy it and you get the 65% off mm. when you decide to ship it in. Legacybox.com slash Beck. All right. I, speaking of Frank Sinatra, you know where there is not a picture of Frank Sinatra? In the Cuomo house. No. Oh. <laughs> They might might like one, but they probably had to buy it. They probably had to buy it. Yeah, Frank didn't come by. Yeah. Um, Although he may have have spent some time with Mario, I got to say, back in the day. It's very possible. Yeah, Mario. Mario is a Mm -hmm. different story. Mm -hmm. Chris. Hmm. This is, uh, you know, I I started off with the Andrew Cuomo thing. And Andrew Cuomo was awful.com and thought to myself, there's no way that he's going to get out. He's going to step down. He's going to get thrown out of office because I am a pessimist. Right. You know, I just even though he obviously deserved to be thrown out of uh, of office and maybe a little jail time, perhaps (laughs) maybe a little jail. You know, when you happen to kill thousands of old people, generally (laughs) speaking, that's the outcome. Go to jail. However, in this case, no, Uh, I don't Mm. think he's going to prison. It's possible. He wound up getting thrown out, you know, kind of more related to the sexual harassment part Mm. of his uh, incredible, which is so much more important than the killing of old people. Yeah, both are important, but the killing of old people usually, you know, just the whole life and death thing tends to outweigh (laughs) almost anything. Really does, but not in his case. Anyway, anyway, he was of course thrown out of office uh-huh. and one of the things that popped out of that little scandal mm-hmm. was uh, chris cuomo's assistance in the matter and mm-hmm. i and i said this you know a bunch of times uh, people kind of gloss over it but the first words you heard from andrew cuomo about this scandal that cnn was covering in real time mm-hmm. they were they mm-hmm. were covering mm-hmm. the andrew cuomo scandal yeah. mm-hmm. when he made that speech mm-hmm. those words were written by chris cuomo hmm. that that is known Mm-hmm. Chris mm-hmm. Cuomo was writing speeches that his own network were covering mm. out of the mouth of his brother yeah, as the, if it was news. But, Their own host was writing the news. But they knew that. I don't think they knew it at the time. <laughs> yeah, at the time. Yeah. Now, that you, did come out. You, I noticed the pause there. I don't think they knew it at the time because there is there is slight yeah. doubt that maybe they knew it. It's one of those things that they didn't know it on the record at the time. Right. About that? Okay. Yeah. Now, they may have Plausible. known it at the time. Plausible deniability. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting about this is that more and more detail has come out. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, saw 
mm-hmm. multiple statements by Chris Cuomo mm-hmm. on the air. Correct. Where he addressed and said things that he did do and that he did not do. Yeah. Stuff like he did not use sources, for example. Exactly. To go after the women who were accusing that would be, his brother. That would be reprehensible. Wrongdoing. Reprehensible. Mm-hmm. By the way, they released some texts from Andrew Cuomo mm-hmm. or, or from Chris Cuomo. Directly to Melissa DeRosa, who is the top aide slash henchman of Hmm. Andrew Cuomo. And what did they say? Well, uh, he said he was using his sources to get information on women who were accusing. Huh. Isn't that what he told CNN that he wasn't? He didn't do. Yes. And in fact, the quote one of the one of the women. uh, It's going to keep. It's going to be very difficult for the average person to keep track of all of the women that made Mm. accusations against Andrew Cuomo Mm. and Chris Cuomo, who was also Mm. accused, and that just seemed to have gone Mm. away completely. Uh, But Andrew Cuomo was accused by a woman who did not um, uh, did not uh, accuse him of, of some of the criminal type stuff. That went on with some of the other accusers, but accused him of making her feel uncomfortable, uh, grabbed her bare back, uh, pulled her in for an unwanted kiss forcefully in front of cameras. There's cameras uh, and there's video of this. Don't occurring. believe your eyes. Now, she was at a wedding. This was mm. at a wedding. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, a woman who did not know Andrew mm. Cuomo, mm-hmm. but just was like a supporter sure. or a fan, wanted to meet yeah. him. And then mm-hmm. he, of course, took advantage of that situation because he's a piece of mm, no tongue. No, but go ahead. So this accusation comes out mm-hmm. three days later. Uh, Chris Cuomo t- uh, texts Melissa DeRosa, the aide, and says, I have a lead on the wedding girl. Could have been a completely different <laughs> wedding girl. Could have been. Maybe they uh-huh. needed a girl at a wedding and Correct. he was looking to book May someone. Have been the flower girl. Um, of course, what he says is, no, he was checking with his sources, mm. uh, but just trying to understand when new information might be coming out, not trying to dig up dirt at all. Not at so all. So what are the Vegas odds on him losing his job with CNN? They've changed. That, they've changed. They I have think changed. The thing, the, the tide is turning just mm-hmm. like it did with mm-hmm. Andrew. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, Chris has committed all sorts of various uh, sins against journalism, uh, you know, and against CNN. And I, and I want to be clear here. I don't think CNN has any journalistic integrity oh, when I'm, it comes to Chris Cuomo. Oh, no, I they can guarantee zilch. that. No, I, there is a part, though, at some uh-huh. point, yeah. a person embarrasses you so often, mm. so dramatically, mm. that you feel like you need to take steps. Huh. And CNN has and now you announced... Thi- you think that CNN is at that point? Well, let me clarify, because okay, you will right. have insight in this, and, uh-huh, I, and uh-huh, I hope... Uh-huh. I hope you are, are discreet in, in, in the way that you talk about this. Okay. That's what I will say. All right. So. Probably one, not going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. All this right. is a bit of a risk. So. <laughs> pretty great risk. <laughs> We're out of the limb a little bit here. All right. Today. Go ahead. So first of all, CNN has launched another investigation. Another investigation. They're going to go look through all of these texts and uh, see what Chris be, has done. Yeah, uh, all over it. There's a bunch of stuff in there. We can't go through all mm-hmm. of it at the moment. But mm-hmm. I will say. Uh, if they are honest, obviously they would fire this guy. He's but not, they're not, honest. not only has he broken every journalistic rule and make mm-hmm. a mockery of journalism. Mm-hmm. He also uh, has lied to his employer multiple times and embarrassed them multiple times. And in addition to this, does a terrible television show. And <laughs> CNN should look at this as a blessing from God to get out of the contract. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. just as an excuse 
just fire him because you could say, gosh, we didn't so know what he was so say- bad. What and you said, were- save your money. What you were saying mm-hmm. here is that somebody in the hallway should go, huh, right? Moral turpitude. Yeah. Aren't you glad that's in the contract? Right. Exactly. Right. Now, okay. I want to take a step that I think you're going to understand here. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the entire audience will understand the specifics, but let me explain the generalities. I can't Every once in a while, you will see. Uh-huh. Wait, 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 wait. Because I, I want to be able to respond to this right away. Let me do a commercial because okay. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I want all the time in the world to respond. Uh, Gold line. Bank of America made the cheery prediction that stocks are going to fall 20% in the next 12 months. Uh, gee, it looks like they're, they're on their way. Uh, the Dow is down, what, another 400, 500 points right now? Not a big deal. It's only because of the new strain of virus and the head of the Fed coming out and going, yeah, looks like we were wrong about inflation. Huh? Who would have guessed it besides everyone other than us? Gold is the hedge against insanity. And you've been hearing me say it for years, and I'll keep on saying it. The time to invest a portion of your portfolio, something like 10% into something conservative like precious metals If you're really doing your research, you know that something big is coming for the U.S. dollar and our economy, and it's not going to be good. You need to be smart and early about preserving your wealth, and the people who can help you do that work are the people at Goldline. Goldline, this week only, Goldline has extended their Thanksgiving special due to overwhelming popularity. Goldline, check them out today. Ask them how you can receive a free one-ounce silver Santa Claus rounds just for the holidays. They make a great investment, and honestly, I remember my grandfather giving me a silver dollar uh, every time I would come and stay with him, and it's Mm. a great memory. This is a one-ounce free Santa Claus round for the holidays. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Right, right. Okay. Go, 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 go. Yes. So you watch cable news. You might be a fan of cable news. Right. And you see the hosts have on great guests from time to time. Glenn Beck comes on a show. You're like, wow, I like when Glenn Beck comes on the show. He's a big, famous talk show host, has a lot to say. Right. He's pretty interesting. And then Mm. the next guest comes on, and you're like, wow, that person is a real expert in their field, and I understand why they're on. And then every once in a while, someone like Jeffrey Tubin comes on the air. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy who is in the middle of a Zoom call mm-hmm. and whips the thing out and goes to town mm-hmm. and is back on the air in like a couple of months. It's just a weird thing, normally speaking, that would not be the case. And you might well, say... Well, because it does make everybody a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable when you're like, isn't that the guy who was playing with himself? Yes. yes. Uh, and when he tries to say, oh, can you believe what an idiot this person was? Yeah, you It's kind hard of- <laughs> to take him seriously, <laughs> right? A little difficult. It is yeah. a difficult. Right. And you might say, why does that happen? And, and mm-hmm, you'll notice mm-hmm. it particularly with legal analysts on cable news channels. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey Tubin back on the air. Odd, right? And a lot of people chalk that up to, oh, well, he's liberal. Okay. That might be part of it. But let me propose another. I'm beginning to think (laughs) I might know a story that you don't want me to tell. Okay. uh, Maybe multiple Okay. Right. So what happens often at cable news networks Mm -hmm. is there are lots of executives who work there Mm -hmm. and they have... Um, issues in their own personal <laughs> lives, which need legal attention. Uh-huh, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
And uh-huh. it's sometimes convenient huh. to pull in a legal expert who happens to work for the channel up to your office to have a little conversation and throw out maybe a little personal legal conversation, a little consultation off the books in a normal, friendly way. Hmm. And often might hap- even be incentive to keep their mouth shut on things that they've done by just having them hey you should be famous yeah maybe you should come wanna what if we book you on all these shows all <laughs> right. the time yeah that's crazy and, okay. and right. that's good because really your right. legal analysis I, is important and I, let me ask you this question uh-huh. on the side right <laughs> about my personal life that's right. sensitive and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. often and i i know no specifics here of course yeah. but <laughs> Sometimes these legal experts have a way of of worming their way into these mm. networks because they give legal advice to very important people who are there. Uh-huh. Now, if you were a le- if you happen to be executive at CNN mm. and you happen to let's say take legal consult from a Chris Cuomo at some point uh, while he works there, uh-huh. it might be difficult. For you to fire him because he's giving legal consult and PR consult about a sensitive issue to someone else. Because if you fire him, he might just bring up or leak that information to the media. And believe me, he in particular would not be above such a thing, in my opinion. So now you might notice this happening from time to time where you see, wow, this legal analyst is terrible you, on the air it's you know and it's, what's weird is i have a very specific <laughs> example of this happening really maybe multiple uh, examples yeah. no one really okay. <laughs> the point one is really man let me just see if it's the same one you're thinking of I, I can think of a couple okay and i'm sure one so, of them is this there's no reason to go into specifics on it at all my point here is that this is a common occurrence and may be at play with okay, both right. Jeffrey Dubin and Chris Cuomo, right. in my opinion. Okay, in mm-hmm. your opinion. I think that's crazy unless you know what has happened to us. Well, again, I where, don't... What? Where I was doing an interview with said legal analyst that is not said, uh, and... Uh, mm-hmm. It, we, we taped it in advance, and it was one that was suggested that he was a good guy to go to. Mm. And I ripped him to shreds, <laughs> to shreds. I think I threw him out of my studio, okay, <laughs> if I remember right. Did I? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I threw him out of the studio and said, because I said to him during the interview, are you out of your mind? Yeah. What, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. That is completely... Uh, and it was just odd. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, and I threw him out and he said, do you realize who I am? Like, I don't give a crap who you are. That strangely never aired. Um, <laughs> uh, there was somebody in the control room that said mm. that is not ever airing. Mm. And uh, and, it, it, and we realized that's why that guy sucks so much and is still on the air. Mm. Huh. So these things do. They do happen. Occur. And and look, I think it's possible Chris Cuomo has finally pushed far enough to for whatever protection he's uh, been able to uh, acquire over the years 
he may it may not be able to protect him anymore. I mean, this is so far over the line, not even just as a journalist, but as a, a human being. I mean, this is so far over the line. So maybe CNN will mm. will act here. But if they don't, <laughs> I will have a couple of guesses <laughs> as to what is occurring. So, you know, it's weird, Stu. Mm. And I feel bad for Chris Cuomo at this point. Do you? I do. Because he's not the godfather. He's Fredo. Mm. So let me just say this to Fredo. If they invite you to go fishing on a lake, don't do it. I just want to offer that little bit of advice. (laughs) Don't go fishing with your brother's friend. Just throwing that out. By the way, today is Giving Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we gorged ourselves with Thanksgiving and then Black Friday and then Cyber Monday. Mm-hmm. Can you think about someone else other than yourself for just a second? Mm. So it's Giving Tuesday today. This is actually the biggest day um, for nonprofits to be able to get people to give. I don't know why. It's not like... <laughs> It's not like if I heard me talking about it, me, and I know me. Yeah. It's not like if I heard me talking about it in my car that I'd be like, you know what? This is exactly the day I'm going to give. I don't know why this has become a big deal. It, yeah. It's it's cool, though. But I it's mean, cool. It's really great. It's really great. Uh, today, um, if you are feeling generous. No, no, no. Let me say it this way. You are feeling generous. You are thinking about giving lots of money to Mercury One. I should give lots of money to Mercury One. You are thinking, I should get on the internet right now. I like the internet. I'm going to get on the internet right now. And go to mercuryone.org. Mercuryone.org. Oh, there it is. When I snap my fingers, you're going to put everything you have into that little donation box. Everything. And you will forget we ever had this conversation. Yeah. I just don't. Anyway, so it's Giving Tuesday. I need a raise. I have no more money. What happened? I gave it all away to Mercury One. They do such Damn important it. work. Did Didn't you know that? Work. It did. He remembered. But you still feel good, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. Mercury One. Go to mercuryone.org right now and um, and help in many many of the projects. You know, feeding people, preserving and teaching history and helping rescue slaves all around the world. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me try this again. Mm-hmm. Stu. Yes. You're thinking about, man, wouldn't it be good to have vegetables on a great grill? I love vegetables, and I love a great grill. But you don't have a great grill. I would need to get, I'd somehow need to figure out a way to get one. I I listen to the sound of my voice. Mm -hmm. You are going to order a Rectech today. How would I spell something like that? R-E-C-T-E-Q. You're entering that now in... (laughs) R-E-C-T-E-Q. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. Just, just... Now what you do is you put in, you know, uh, a code Glenn... Code Glenn. Yeah, mm-hmm. if they ask for it. I don't even know if they're going to ask for it. You will be ready in case they ask for it. Mm. 
but they're having a great deal. In fact, the biggest deal of the season. And Whoa. you like grills. Mm. And you like great deals. I, I like great deals. You will forget that you just gave all your money to Mercury <laughs> One. I have credit cards. And you will go to rectech.com. R-E-C-T-E-Q. All right, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Fauci Lied. You'll save 25 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It's Tuesday. Want to hear from you? 888-727-BECK. I'm going to try to blast through as many of these as we can. Stu, remind me just to shut the heck up. This will be easy. Uh, Lord... Lori in Oklahoma, you're on. Go ahead. Uh, Glenn, I am so frustrated. I lived under the communist dictatorship in Belarus, Mm. and I learned something that Americans really need to understand in order for us to win this battle. Um, Marxists do not believe, do not see the world as Americans see the world. There is no human dignity. Morals are a weakness. So, Lying, cheating, stealing, murder, and even government-generated inflation are all tools for them to gain and maintain control. Yes. So we need to remember who the enemy is and that they do not think like we do in order for us to win this battle. That is the, that is the reason why this has gone on for so long and why I'm actually kind of glad uh, that... Um, Uh, We're seeing what we're seeing right now because it will awaken Americans because they're not hiding it really anymore. Uh, And Americans will see, wait a minute, it's it's almost as like it's almost like they want all these bad things to happen because what are the odds? Everything you do is a bad thing for the American people. Uh, And so people are waking up. And the hardest thing that has been in my job is to convince people you cannot think like an American. You can't just go, oh, come on, that's crazy talk. You can't do it. You have to believe people when they say in private meetings, this is what we're going to do. Believe them. Uh, thank you so much. Rick, go ahead. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Glenn, thank you so much, my brother. I, I don't have much to say other than I just want to tell you how much I love you. You are a wonderful vibrational signal in this life. And uh, if we all could just do this whole thing that you're doing, I donated. I, I never thought I would do it, but I donated to the Nazarene Fund. Hmm. I've donated now to uh, 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 some police funds. Good for you. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, this whole vibrational signal is what we all must start doing love one another and just vibrate in a positive vibrational signal you're in pennsylvania you should be in california uh how did how did you with the (laughs) you no no my brother i could (laughs) you sound like all of the people i grew up around uh in washington state um i don't know what to say about that i just want you to know how much I love you. Thank I, you. I, oh, my. Oh, and incidentally, I read uh, uh, Franklin Dell's book. Oh, my God. That just blew me away. I mean, to talk about uh, resurrection, you know, I mean, that, uh, that you know, uh, that's just was amazing. 
Rick, thank you very much for calling in. It really means a lot to me. Thank you. Uh, Joe in South Carolina, you have good news? Yeah, I got good news, Glenn. Uh, just first of all, uh, I just want everybody to realize something about this quote-unquote vaccine and change it. I don't think we should allow the government to ever call it a vaccine anymore, just call it a prophylaxis. Second, though, the good news about the, the, uh, the vaccine is this. Everything that's being reported so far from this woman uh, doctor down in South Africa, mm-hmm. number one, it's affecting people under 40. Number two, apparently it has caused zero deaths. Yeah. So, no, not, not, only, not only zero deaths, but as far as we know, in South Africa, zero hospitalizations. The doctor who discovered it says it only produces very, very mild symptoms. Two varies. Yeah, well, that, that, that's just my, that's my point insofar as now, wouldn't it be a good idea to actually make a, uh, some sort of a vaccine from a, a virus that doesn't cause death? Uh, out there. Yeah, I, I, I have to tell you, I, I, I'm not worried about this uh, COVID strain. I might turn out to be wrong, but I'm not worried about it. Yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, they don't have legitimate date. They don't know anything. They don't know they're, anything. they're still guessing. It's too yeah. early to know. It's certainly too early to panic. Uh, let's go to Eric. Hello, Eric. Hey, Glenn. I've uh, been listening to you for about 20 years. Um, I got to admit that's a heck of an accomplishment because there's no way that a person with ADD should be able to keep the attention of somebody else with ADD. For 20 years. <laughs> we did it together, man. Yeah, good for you. We cancel each other out on our ADD. Uh, so yeah. what's up, Eric? Okay. Um, you've been focusing a heck of a lot on the politics and the economics of the whole situation that our country's been going through for the last couple of years. Yeah. I just like to bring you back to something that you pointed out back in 2016 that I think you've kind of forgotten about. Oh boy. Um, there's a spiritual aspect to this whole thing. Uh, I've noticed over the last few years, a lot of people acting really out of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the people that were generally, uh, you know, nice and cordial, they got really mad at one point and started acting out on that. Totally strange. I mean, I'm even guilty of it. Mm-hmm. And as I observed this, I kind of went back and, and, you know, tried to trace the beginnings of it. And it was like mid-2016. Well, okay, great. You can point to the, the Trump and Hillary, you know, uh, election, mm-hmm. whatever. But... I think it actually has to do with the uh, Archway of Triumph being resurrected in Washington, D.C., and then New York City, and then being moved all around the country. Oh, my gosh. I had completely forgot about that. Was that 2016 that that happened? September 19th of 2016. That's an amazing thing. Uh, Explain what that is. Um, it's the, the gateway to Bayal, basically. Um, it's a, it was the doorway that went into the, the area that they would worship Bayal. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is a doorway opens from both sides. Yeah. It's not necessarily that we're walking through it, but maybe we let something in on this side and it's creating a, a level of spiritual oppression that is affecting normal people that otherwise would not be acting like this. Uh, Eric, I think you, there, you may be onto something. I think I have to go back and look at all of that. Um, but thank you for bringing that up. It, for, for anybody 
who doesn't know anything about this, this is um, this is the eye of Moloch, um, the ancient worship of of evil gods that I think we have been uh, worshiping un, un, unknown to ninety nine point nine percent of us unknown. We are repeating all of the rituals that go with these Old Testament ancient evil gods. Um, and uh, what he's suggesting is when this this archway, which was taken from, I think, Iraq, wasn't it? It was taken from ancient Babylon and it was to a temple and they took it and they reconstructed it and they put it all over the world. I think they put it in London. Uh, they put it in New York. Uh, and um, and a lot of people were a little upset about it, as you can imagine. Um, real darkness comes from that. And if to, to break it into something a little more uh, cultural now, uh, there's a river of slime that is running underneath uh, all of our feet and Ghostbusters too. I ha- would just is have to say it's what it's the slime that is making us all angry. It's not what even we're go really... with the original or the one that just came out. No. You went with Ghostbusters yeah, too. I did. By the way, I saw the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. Tremendous. Really better than the all ladies version. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And a great tribute. Oh, you really? know, it's it's a tribute to uh, Harold Ramis. Oh, nice! And uh, and without giving anything away, it's really well done. Really well done. Mm. Great tribute. Uh, and you'll you'll really like it. Shut up! You're supposed to shut up this hour. <laughs> Thank you. I wondered why you were saying that, <laughs> Ben. You're on the Glenn Beck program. <laughs> this is a fun hey, assignment. Glenn. Yeah. Hi, Ben. Well, I'm a painter in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, and um, we just got a notice that our paint prices are going to go up uh, double digits in January on top of our food prices, on top of our gas prices, on top of everything else. Yeah. And um, it's not helping my business at all. Oh, I bet mm. not. I um, I actually was having, um, you know, I have an old metal uh, shed and it needed to be repainted, and I was just painting it white. And I guess I wanted eggshell. I, I guess I don't know what it even means, but it's what holds up best, I guess. And uh, the painter called me and said, I can't get it. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, they don't have it. And he came over. We called Sherwin-Williams Corporate and said, when is this going to be done? And they said, uh, we don't know when it when it will all be here. Some of our pigments... They said, generally, we don't have a problem with the pigments, but we're going to have a problem with pigments, and we don't know when they'll be coming in. But it's all of the other things that make up paint that they can't get. And they said, we're we're having a really hard time. I said, how long will I have to wait to get the white paint that will stick to the, the metal? And uh, they said, we can't give you a date. We don't know. 2024 that's a little terrifying ben that's got to be terrifying to you well yeah it's it's not good i can't find a place to rent um i got kicked out during covid and when you pay your rent um they can kick you out 
So I'm wait, trying wait, to wait, make wait, I'm trying to get life. my arms around that. When you pay your rent, they can kick you out? Yep. So my landlord sold the house the first month of uh, COVID lockdown. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so they kicked me out, and um, I'm now living in a fifth wheel camper and trying to keep my business afloat and pay for all the things that keep on going up. And uh, I don't know how far this is going to go until I just have to get a job or, you know, I don't know. Stop doing what you were doing. Um, Best of luck to you, Ben. Thank you for calling in. Keep your chin up and don't give up. You know, I, I, um, my daughter, um, Hannah, uh, they decided to spend a couple of days uh, for Thanksgiving here on a lake and they were like and i was like you're gonna rent a house for a lake and they're like are you kidding me we're renting a yurt and i'm like what the hell is a yurt and uh you know it's it's used in i don't know the himalayas or wherever and uh it's it's amazingly tight uh and efficient and everything else and you know tiny homes a yurt, a top of the line, because I looked them up, top of the line yurt is like 10 grand. And I know that nobody really wants to live in a yurt. But when I was growing up, the people across the street had a teepee. They bought the land and they lived in a teepee. Now, none of us talked to them. Of course, they were weirdos. But people should look into other forms of small housing um, because they are actually available uh, now. Gosh, I can't believe I'm recommending a yurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in just a second, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. We need to stick together now more than ever. We all have to be marching in lockstep. There is real power in numbers. And the easiest thing you can do, and I've been telling you about it for a while now, is switch to Patriot Mobile. (sighs) Nobody wants to switch. Nobody wants. It's a hassle, right? Well, you're going to save a lot of money. If you switch today, they're going to give you a free month of service. But this offer ends December 5th. Get reliable nationwide coverage for less Minus all the leftist propaganda and your money being spent over at, you know, Planned Parenthood. These people take some of their profit and they invest it in constitutional values. Uh, Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their U.S.-based customer service team provides exceptional uh, uh, customer service. So please switch now. I, I never carry a phone. I actually bought a phone I believe in this company so much. I bought a phone. I found it, by the way, this morning. Nice. Uh, and and had Patriot Mobile installed on the phone. I've done commercials for them for years. But I, I believe in them so much, I personally wanted to make sure uh, that I was supporting them because I believe in what they do. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. We all have to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck 972 Patriot. The Glenn Beck Program. 
This is the Glenn Beck program. I'm looking to make sure that I have the right comments uh, from today. Uh, but uh, the stock market is taking a nosedive. That's July 29th. Um, taking a nosedive. And they are... Uh, they are they're falling because of Omicron, uh, which I just don't think is going Omicron, to be a big deal. Omicron, mm-hmm. whatever, however you say it. The new variant. Yes, yes. Uh, and also his tapering comments. His tapering comments are really, really important because that means the Fed is going to start tapering their... It's like the government and, and the stock market is addicted to the heroin that the Fed has been printing and pouring into the market, okay? And they're saying, we're going to start tapering that down because we think the patient is strong enough to handle it. And the market says, it's not strong enough to handle it. And Powell said this? Mm-hmm. But not that way. Not that way. No, no. Um, yeah, information is coming rapidly. where It's evolving in real time. You can understand why investors were taking a little bit of a pause. Um... Uh, We think on balance it would make sense to be invested in the markets at this time, says Powell. We'll have all the updates for you on this and so much more tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program.